You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Hey guys, welcome. I'm Jamie Migdahl and this is Pets Mean Business and we are here today to talk about business and pets and how those two things intersect. I've been in the industry for in the pet industry for about 20 years and I always say and it continues to be that not a single day has ever gone by that in those 20 years where I haven't felt totally inspired or just simply tickled by someone's brilliant product idea or innovation as it relates to dog care, pet care or in many cases how folks find themselves launching some sort of um, animal welfare organization. And when I think about all of these great folks and this huge 60 billion dollar industry, I think it's really interesting that these are kind of the unsung heroes of, there are many unsung heroes of our industry, and who are these incredible folks that are making things happen and that are bringing opportunities to dog owners and cat owners and innovating to a point where we're really creating a much better quality of life for pet owners and, and of course, the pets. So, because of that, we created this wonderful show called Pets Mean Business, and uh, we've done two, uh, if you've listened already, we've done two phenomenal episodes. My guests have been two powerful, brilliant, innovative women, both doing things that are uh, passion-based and world-changing. And I'd like to continue that same trajectory by introducing my guest today, also a brilliant, uh, innovative, inspiring entrepreneur by the name of Kathy Santo. Kathy, welcome. Thank you. I'm so happy that you're here. So, Kathy, you and I are going to spend about a half hour just chatting about pet industry and about you and talking about all of the things that make you tick. But, you know, the whole goal that I want to make sure we talk about is there is someone right now listening to us and they're thinking, hmm, you know, how do I do that? How do I become, I love, I love my dog, I love my cat, I don't like working with people, whatever it is that they're feeling. Some people are at the place that they know they feel the itch to do something, something brave or step out of their comfort zone. They want to do it in the pet industry. Keep that in mind as we're talking today that there's someone listening right now that's looking to you and it's very possible that they're going to get that inspiration from something you say or something you share and um, no pressure, Uh Uh, (laughs) no pressure, no pressure to be brilliant and inspiring. But that is the whole point because, you know, people can check you out on your website and they can learn about you in print and they can get a sense of who you are in that kind of in that low touch kind of way, but you're here today because you're a real leader in our industry and you are doing very innovative things and your approach to things is really interesting. And I feel like that's why we wanted to bring you on because you have so much that you can offer to folks who are looking to to do something interesting and meaningful and innovative in the pet space. So no pressure, but you have to be, um, (laughs) you you must be inspiring today. You must be inspiring. So now that I've said, (laughs) I know you'll do it. Now we've put the pressure on you. Let me just um, introduce you in kind of a more formal way to listeners so they know who you are. And then we'll, we'll take a short break and then we'll come back and get into you know, all the reasons that we're here. So my friend, my colleague, um, you are a dog trainer and you've spent your entire career as a dog trainer. Kathy is, for those of you who are, are online right now, can get onto Kathy's website. I strongly recommend you do. And that's kathysantodogtraining.com. And that way you can kind of read a little bit about Kathy and see you know, this really phenomenal 
phenomenal person that we have in our midst today. Kathy has done many things from writing. She does lots of competition in the dog training world and has been featured uh, in national publications all over the country, uh, as well as, and I think this is the thing that I feel like probably always sets you apart, is that you're, you've also been on the Martha Stewart show. <laughs> <laughs> which I think we have to talk about at some point. So I, I think we do. <laughs> I think we definitely do. So Kathy, welcome and let's get you comfortable. Let's get this rolling. In the meantime, we're going to take a quick break from sponsors and then we'll be back to talk all about dog training, entrepreneurship, and listen to how Kathy has gone about creating quite a business for herself. We'll be right back. Listen, cat people, it's just litter. Until you realize those big boxes mean big smells, big messes, and big money. Switch to World's Best Cat Litter, the only litter with concentrated power. It guarantees less smells, less work, all with less litter. Try the small bag that lasts one cat 30 days and you'll realize it's just litter. Unless it's World's Best Cat Litter. Find it at Target, Walmart, and at your local grocery and pet stores. Hi, Jill. I see you and Bella are enjoying this lovely day as well. It's a perfect day for a walk. Isn't that right, Bella? And what a colorful ID tag you have, Bella. It certainly puts my Rusty's boring engraved tag to shame. Isn't it great? It's a dog tag art tag. Dog tag art? Yeah. Dog tag art makes the world's coolest pet ID tags. Pick from hundreds of cute designs or upload your photos or artwork to create a unique tag of your own. They even give you four lines of text on the back of the tag for important contact information. I love it! But do they hold up? We have to replace Rusty's metal tags so often because the information wears away. Dog tag art tags are some of the highest quality pet tags out there. They're made with super durable stainless steel. Your information is always legible and the tags are guaranteed for life. Well, I'm sold. Where can I get my dog tag art tag for Rusty? Dogtagart.com. Sounds great. We can't wait to get online and get a tag of our own. Dogtagart.com. We keep best friends together. Use the coupon code RADIO for a 25% discount off any tag. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back. It's Jamie Migdal, host of Pets Mean Business, and we are here with Kathy Santo. And again, if you're in front of your computer, please go to her website. First of all, can we talk about the dog that's on your website? Who's that? Oh, oh wait. Are you that the, the big white dog? No, I'm talking about the collie. Oh, the border collie. I'm not looking at what page you're on. Oh, the... Oh, oh no, that looks yes. like a regular collie. I don't see... Is that a border collie? I can't see from the way the camera looks. It looks like it's just a, a collie. Now, I'm, I'm going to go to my own website because it's okay. brand new. I just put it up. Oh, I know. Oh, yes, that's Houston. Oh, my gosh. Houston is the most... And he knows it. Look at him. He's Mr. America. Who is he? I mean, I need to know. Who, who is this? Do you know that I'm a collie person. Do you know that? I didn't. Oh, I'm a huge collie. I have two collies. They're my favorite breed. They're the best. So who's Houston? It's Houston. He was a student of mine, and they have moved overseas, actually. So he is no longer in the country, but I get emails from her regularly, and he's enjoying his life in New Zealand. Wow. And he must be so special, too, because he has top billing on your website. 
He does. It was like my little homage to him. It's like, you're not here with us, but you're, you'll be on my website forever. <laughs> he just made it onto the podcast. Wow, this is really exciting for Houston. Okay, so <laughs> please, please tell her. So listen, speaking about your website, this is a great foray right into talking about, you know, what this is in terms of you being a business owner and all of the things that I think that you are probably balancing to create your business and maintain your business. So you said you just launched this website. This is a brand new website for you? It is. Um, I think it launched the beginning of this week. Actually, yes. It, it launched on the day, maybe next last week, the day that Google changed everything to have to be mobile responsive. I fortunately was in the middle of redoing the whole look and the feel of my site. And my goal was to make it not look like a dog training website. <laughs> is that so funny? You know what I mean, right? Oh my God. No, like, listen, I, you don't, I get it. I mean, this is exactly why I wanted to talk about this because your website is is reminiscent of a very market, meaning a very kind of commonly, you have a website that is about a business and not about an industry. And that is, I think, what you've, that you're doing really, that's what you do really well, in my opinion. Yeah. Does that, I didn't does want that, dancing dogs and cartoons and lots of text that made you just fall asleep and drool on your keyboard. I wanted you to go concise information. It's a brand. I'm going to have this experience. I'm having it on the website. And then, you know, our responsibility is when you show up in person that we maintain that brand. Every experience you have, whether it's email or on the phone or, of course, in the classes and the classroom. How are you that person? You know, how are you the person who has a mind for brand and for marketing and for marrying the customer experience from a high touch and a low touch perspective? How did you get to that? Is that what's your background? My background is I wanted to be a dog trainer when I was five. I didn't know any dog trainers. I was just training my own dog with lunch meat that I took from my mother's lunch meat drawer. Uh, <laughs> she changed Shelly's three times because she thought they were shorting her. So that's kind of my dog training. That's how I started. And then when I got out of high school, my parents didn't believe in college. And they said, you know what? You're going to be a secretary. And I was like, okay, I guess so. I went, I started as a receptionist by the time I was a year into the company. I was running the executive office and I was like 18. I still had that dog thing. So I was like, you know what? I'm leaving in two weeks and I'm going to Atlanta. My boyfriend slash fiance is going to chiropractic school and I'm going to explore my dog thing. So I went down there and I got a dog from the shelter and I rescued one from the pet store and I found trainers who were doing competition and I was like, this is amazing. So I went through that whole route pretty early on, even before I had a title in obedience. Neighbors were like, can you train my dog? I'm like, okay, let's see if this works. So I was, I think back then the, the internet and all that stuff, it wasn't as big of part of our lives as it is now. So a lot of this was, I'm just making this stuff up. Hey, it works. Look, hot dog works better than a toy. You know, and every dog is unique. So I went kind of through the obedience ranks and then I started doing pet and home obedience. I've never taken a marketing course. I just treat people the way I would want to be treated. I'm very Disney oriented as far as the brand and the fun. And I think, God, you should want to come to class. You should laugh your butt off in class with your dog, with me and my team and have the best time and you should want to come back every single week and show us your progress and grow and we'll cry together and we'll laugh together. And I want every experience you have with us to be that way because I consider everybody a part of my family. So that's where this all comes from. So I am... uh... 
so overwhelmed by your journey and your commitment to excellence and how you are approaching this. And so when you look at other dog trainers, so let's just have this conversation. And you, when you look at other dog trainers and how they're either running their businesses or their approach to customer service or their approach to even you know, branding and marketing, do you study them? And then do you actually build things and say, I know that I don't want to be like that and I want to be different? Or do you just, do you not pay attention to the competition around and, and are you tracking what I- they're doing? No, I don't live out of my dog world bubble. I don't want to be negative, so I don't want to say I don't want that. What I build it on is what I want. And I've always sort of, nothing I've ever done is normal. So I guess I'm a living, breathing example of someone who didn't sort of take status quo. I never went to college, and I'm Knopf, writer, only writer in Knopf, Random Houses. Well, no, I think the publication Knopf. That title. I'm the only non-college educated writer. And my editor said, thank God you didn't go to college. They would have killed your natural writing voice. I have no business to have a book and, you know, see hundreds of dogs a week in my school or write for AKT. I mean, you would look at my background and say, no, you're never going to do that. Do you know what I mean? So I sort of just believed in me. I love people. I love dogs. And I just thought, well, I don't even know the word no. So I'm going to guess. I think this looks good. Let's do this. I have this thing where if you send me an email and we have 1,800 names in our database, if you send me an email within 24 hours, I'm going to answer you. I'm going to call you back. So you've been like this since you were a young child. This has always been your way of, of being in the world. You have something that you believe in or that you see as a goal and you just you drive towards it. Absolutely. Always. I'm, I'm a little border cut. And on top of it all, I'm adopted. So I'm like kind of weird to my adoptive family. <laughs> like, wow, she's got a lot of drive. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, hmm, there's something about genetics that must play a role in this behavior. I wonder <laughs> what that Speaking as a dog trainer, that I can relate to that. So I'll share with you, just personally speaking, I also just want to say too, that as I'm hearing you talk and and as I've learned about you prior to our time on the call here and then talking to my team, who I know has been working with you on the fetch find side, you know, I felt a kinship to you for a couple of, I think, kind of obvious reasons. But then hearing you tell your story, I have some very similar things in my background and I've had some similar, um, I would say, obstacles. I had a very, very difficult time in college. I did go to college and I was expected to go to college and I came from a a family that wanted me to be a doctor or a lawyer or a profession of some significance or had some sort of symbolic nature to it. And it never felt like that was a place for me and I didn't know really where I belonged. And I I always struggled in school. You know, it turns out that I actually have ADD and that makes sense now. I didn't find that out until I was in my 30s and that would have been better to find out if I was younger. But, you know, listen, it all happens all happens for a reason. But but the thing is, I failed out of college. I mean, I literally failed out of college because I had this thing with the ADD and didn't really know what I wanted to be and was feeling pressured to do something that didn't feel authentic for my path. And so I ended up, you know, becoming what I'm able to comfortably call now an entrepreneur 20 years ago. But it was just the same kind of thing about like, I have a vision about how I want to be in this world and how I want that to be about animals and people and that relationship and then just keep driving towards that goal and keep seeing that evolve. And I feel like that's done me really well. And I feel like that's my authentic truth. And that's myself. And people are so shocked that I don't have an MBA or I don't have a degree in psychology or whatever this is, but like all those things aside, you can still create in spite of all of that, you can create this level of like truth and being and success that is just 
totally about the inherent person that you are and not about the extra stuff that you can add to that. And I just find so much comfort in talking about that with you right now. And so much, um, I feel like I hope other people are hearing this and if they're having any of these struggles or I hate to even call them struggles because they're not, but I do feel like a lot of people live through their butts and not their ands. I didn't go to college, but I didn't do this, but I still did this. I did, but instead of really this, I didn't go to college and, and now I'm a writer. I'm a published writer with a leading international publishing house. I mean, this is what you've done. You've done these things and you've taken all of those buts and you've turned them into ands and you have created this, this enterprise. I would actually call it a dog training enterprise. You're certainly, you have that, created that for yourself and you've done it all because of that inner drive and that knowledge about who you are. How do you feel about what I just I just threw a lot at you. I just, I, and I didn't check in with you about this. These are my assumptions. Like, this is what I'm taking away from this conversation, that that's who you are. And I see it and I, I identify with it. What do you think about that? I think, I think it's exactly right. I never, I don't know, I, I never allowed people's opinions to really matter to me. I think maybe you do as a child, but I was like, you know, this is who I am. And my mother-in-law thinks I should go work at Macy's and I'm 18 and I'm not going to do that. And I, I would always self-check. You know, am I happy? I'm happy. Okay, good. We're on the right route. If my gut says it's a good thing, then I'll do it. If my gut says it's a bad thing, I won't do it. And I'm not going to be 60, 70, 80 years old and go, damn, I wish I hadn't done that. I wish I had followed my path. No. So when I'm done here, when my life is over, I will definitely look back and say everything I wanted to do, I did. I had I opened my arms to everything that happened. And the whole book deal, I have to tell you, it came along because... I had so many students and I couldn't see enough of them. And I wrote a manual for dog training and I just would hand it out to the people who couldn't get an appointment with me. And I, because I love them, I love their dogs here. You know what? Take this and when I have an opening, definitely come. But in the meantime, you can do this on your own. So I had a friend who knew somebody at Knopf and they're like, oh, they want to publish your book. I had no idea who Knopf was. But when I walked into the building, it said Random House. I'm like, whoa, look, Martha's pictures. So I went upstairs and I was like, oh, hey, you have a dog. And I mean, that's just how I approach everything. I wasn't in my business suit going, okay, now we're having a meeting and here's my agent. I just like, hey, do you have a dog? Oh, you do? Oh, you want one? That's kind of how I approach everything. And it's not a persona. If you see me on TV and you hear me on the radio and then we went and had tea together, it's the same person. And and I always heard that from my media people, too. You're the same person you are. If we read your book, it sounds just like you. Well, who else would it sound like? I mean, I think you have to be an honest and sort of a true person. And that's what I think everybody's attracted to. I am me with my family and you with your dogs at the school. So, you know what it is? I'm happy. I'm always happy. And I'm happy because I do what makes me happy and I don't let anything else in, really. Yeah, you're authenticity. Now, listen, you're coming from a place of authenticity. And when you come from a place of authenticity, that is what happens. And that's those are all the, the, the opportunities that are created for you via that authenticity. And this is really exciting. And I love that we're talking about things so meaningful and I and I'm excited to continue down this. But in the meantime we have to take a quick break. Let's remember where we are. I'll remember where we are. I want to pick up right from here after the break. I want to talk more about your authenticity as it relates to entrepreneurship and as it relates to how you are growing your company. Jamie Migdal has been business with the wonderful, talented and authentic Kathy Santo. We'll be right back. Amazing Pet Expos is coming to a city near you. Admission is always free and your pet is welcome. Shopping, adoptions, free nail trims, discounted shots and microchipping, agility, a pet costume contest, and much more. 
Plus. Meet the guys from Animal Planet's hit TV series Tank and Pit Boss online at AmazingPetExpos.com. Bring your pets to the Pet Expo. Active for Pets is a new wellness platform and app that helps pet parents save time and money on their vet bills. Stop paying for unnecessary vet treatments. Consult with a vet online. Get unlimited access to your pet's entire health history from any computer or smartphone with the Active for Pets app. Vaccinations, medications, test results, and more. Active for Pets gives you access to a team of expert vets for non-emergency care. Make an appointment before, during, or after office hours. Skip the waiting room and get a secure online vet consult on your schedule. Taking care of your pets is as easy as it gets with Active for Pets. Ready to try Active for Pets? Listeners get 40% off a one-year membership. To get this great offer, use promo code PETLIFE on the sign-up page of active4pets.com. That's A-C-T-I-V, the number 4, P-E-T-S dot com. Or call 888-512-2848. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. My name is Jamie Migdahl, and you are listening to Pets Mean Business. Today, we have with us the talented Kathy Santo. She is, if you've already been listening, then you know that we have learned a lot about Kathy's perspective on life and that Kathy comes from a place of deep authenticity and has created a business and an identity and an enterprise, a dog training enterprise around that authenticity. And um, as you're sitting there at home or in your car or wherever you are listening, I think for entrepreneurs, Kathy, uh, tell me if you feel like this is true from your experiences. I feel like the best entrepreneurs I know, regardless of product or service or technology design, like regardless of what they're doing, but the best entrepreneurs I know have that really awesome emotional intelligence and which I think is all around the concept of authenticity. I have a sense that your team is committed to you because of some level of emotional intelligence. Have you been told that in the past? Yeah, I definitely. I care for my team the way I care for my students, and I think it's a trickle-down effect. I was mentioning to somebody that one of the big things that we tell, I tell the team is, if you're in a service moment, remember that purpose trumps task, which means it's okay to be off-task if you're on purpose. And my biggest example of this is a Saturday a long time ago before I had a team. I was sitting there and holding the door for a class coming in, and I noticed a student from the previous class in the parking lot, and she couldn't get her dog in the car. So at that point, my school was packed, and class needed to start, but there was that person. So my purpose, my mission is to give everyone the best experience possible and not helping out somebody struggling wasn't in line with that philosophy. So I said, hang on a minute. Had the entire class come outside. I put their dog in a sit stay kind of around her car, helped the dog in. And within three minutes, I was back teaching the class. So going outside is difficult job responsibility. To me, what defines excellent customer experiences? And that's what I want to happen every day. And I'm confident that it does pretty much every day. This is a kind of a tricky question, and we can be you can be as a, as blunt if you, as you'd like. Where do you think we're failing pet consumers as an industry? Where do you think we're failing them in that pursuit? And if you think we're failing, and I think that I'm curious to see how you feel about that that question. How do you think that, or is that changing? Um, uh, because I'm not aware of what goes on around me. 
I couldn't really say, but I think if, well, I do know to some extent that there's a very low tolerance for difference as far as training methods go. And I have a way that I'd like the training to happen, but if somebody walks in from a different philosophy, a different place in their life with a dog, I'm not going to make them feel terrible about themselves. I'm going to put my arms around on the dog figuratively, and I'm going to show them a better way by being an example of a better way. I think that a lot of people are like, if you don't do this, you're, then I don't want you, and I only train this way. And I think that, you know, you're sitting back on philosophical high ground, but you're really alienating people and dogs who could yep. benefit from yep. you because you hold yep. such a hard line about that. And that's never been an issue with my team because, you know, I don't care what you walk in with on your dogs. We're going to work with you and we're going to grow you. And I, I also feel that if you're going to engage in a business with someone where it's a dog's life and their life that you're bettering, you need to be committed to being there for them. And I'm, I'm going to say this and it sounds crazy, but we are 24 I do not close the doors at 9 o'clock, and I'm not not available to you until your next class. That's not what people need. I don't know. You've had dogs. I have dogs. Think of your worst moment when you didn't know anything, and if somebody wasn't there for you, the wild guesses you would make on how to fix it or the bad judgment you might have had when you tried to do something on your own with it, wouldn't it have been nice for somebody to pick up the phone and say, you know what? Here, this is what you need to do. Take care of this and do that, and then, you know what? Pop in in the morning before one of my classes, and I'll show you how to do it. Yes, that is the way it should be. And I do feel like I do. I have this like great hope that our industry is moving in that direction. And I, I think I remember. So what year did you open up your school? How long have you been doing public dog training in a class setting? I have been doing my first class like in Florida when I first started or Atlanta, let's see. So I'm really old. So my first real class is probably in 84. Oh my goodness. Okay. I know, right? No, I mean, this is just, no, this isn't about you being old. This is about you having incredible, like an incredible lens on how this whole industry is transitioning as it relates to dog training. That's a really wide lens. This facility now And then I did a lot of, like, training at other places when I moved back to Jersey 20 years ago. But now I am, I've had this space open for about five years, and I just bought the groomer next to me, and I bought the space on my right opened up, and so now I'm expanding. But I've been formally doing classes in this area for five years, but I had been doing them before. You know what I mean? I just wasn't in the space. So when you came, and when you decided to open up your, so when did you open up your very first business where it was your school, you weren't working for anybody, it was 100% ownership under your, your own entity? When was that what year? I've, I've worked for myself since 1984. And then, but you said I've, through that though, you worked in some other facilities, correct? No, I like I trained it. When I mean other places, like I would go to people's houses or I'm right. training okay. in okay. parking lots or, okay. you know, places like that. And but, people just sort of found me. Like I've never in my whole life advertised. Oh, that goes against everything. Probably people are learning like advertise. I just don't. It's word of mouth. I want somebody who contacts me because they know somebody who had a great experience. Is that current? Is that still how you get all of your acquisitions? Is that your customer acquisition strategy to this day? All word of mouth? It's the strategy of no strategy. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you have no strategy. I have your website is incredible and well thought out. You've got you've got a Twitter following of almost seventeen hundred people. You've got a Facebook. How did that happen? Uh, I don't even know how that. Listen, happens. you've got you over know, a thousand people liking you on Facebook. You've got you know almost two thousand Twitter followers. I mean, you're something is happening, and I think you know. But again, it's this organic authenticity that you have as an entrepreneur that you look at it as being strategyless when really. 
really, and maybe, I mean, really, it's actually incredibly decisive and really, there's a very clear path. I mean, you have a media background, you understand that there's a PR piece to what you do, but you do it again very authentically. You have a published book. I mean, you these pieces that I think I can look at this from an outsider and understand, you know, you're, I'm a dog trainer myself, so of course, I understand the profession and all of the, all of the pitfalls and all of the highs and lows as it relates to opening up a dog training company and running one, but I look at your kind of portfolio professionally and all of the things that you've done and it's so, I know you think it's not, but it's incredibly well thought out and well designed. I wish I could take credit for it, like my master plan. And really, I think things just, they just like happen to me. Like all the beautiful pictures was, I used to be a contributing editor to House Beautiful. And so they took great pictures. I'm like, oh, they should go on the website. Somebody said to me, oh, you should do social media. And I do it. Do you want me to post for you? I'm like, oh, all right. So they run everything by me and then they post for me. I mean, it's just very like, oh, that's a good idea. Or no, that's not a good idea. It's not in line with the brand. So but it's the thing, enough. but there it is, but you just said it, see, but that's the thing. You know, I don't, it's not about having this kind of like MBA executive summary, 80 page business plan with really clean financials. And we know that three years out, we're going to be, it's not that it's about what you do. And what I feel like other people can learn, how other people can really study you and learn from you is that you live your authenticity and that comes out in your brand, in the opportunities that you choose to pursue, how you align yourself with different people, outlets, it's etc. These are decisions and this is a strategy and it just, you know, it's really inspiring to talk to you and to hear about how you've done it so well because, you know, listen, I'm sure that there have been plenty of times in your long and illustrious career where you've stepped off path or you've, you know, had a misstep or there's been some flawed, oops, that didn't work. I mean, this is always going to happen, but I think that what sets you apart is that you always are able to get right back on and continue down this idea of living the authentic entrepreneurial lifestyle. Do you consider yourself an entrepreneur? I guess I am because I have my own business and I'm sort of creating it. I, I think the definition of entrepreneur, if you look it up, there's something, it was interesting because I looked it up the other day, I'm like, what is an entrepreneur? And turns out that the definition of entrepreneur has something to do with taking on greater than normal financial risk in order to do so. <laughs> That's part of it for sure. I, I guess. So, but in, again, I've never run an ad. I've never taken out a loan. I just, you know, I'll just make it work. I'll figure it out. That's a big thing. And what if you- I have stepped off the path, I'm one of those fortunate people that if I take a toe off the path of where I should go, a house will drop on my head. You know, other people will like get into the weeds and they'll be walking off the path and they'll be, oh, I'm lost. But for me in my life, if I've ever gone off a little tiny bit, I get an instant correction. So I know I got to stay on the path. <laughs> Who do you have in your life to help you and guide you? And who's your sounding board? How do you? Um, my, husband, my husband and I have been together since we were 17. So thank God. I don't know who would have me if they met me now. <laughs> because oh. I know, like, it's this dog business. is It's a family member, really. He's been with me from day one. And, and you know what? It's funny because he'd be like, what do you feel? And I'm like, I don't know. Well, I feel this. And he goes, when you feel that, you should do that. My son is 22 and my daughter is 16. And they, the three of them, really ground me. They're very involved with it. Even though they're, like my son, he goes full-time college and he works at the dog school, you know, during breaks. And so I guess it, it is a family business. By the way, as a parent myself, I really can appreciate how hard it is and how, how important it is to make your family a part of what you do. If not, then there's just the walls go up and things get hard, right? But when you see that, God, you just, Kathy, your life is so awesome. 
<laughs> Seriously, your life is so, I don't even know what to say. Like, I'm like, I don't even know what to say to this woman. She just, I just want to sit here and let you talk and teach people. You're incredible. I don't even know what to say. So here's what I'm going to say. Okay. <laughs> I mean, listen, you're amazing. And I just, people, I want people to know you and, and learn from you and have access to you and get a sense of how this isn't hard and it doesn't need to be hard to run a pet business, to be an entrepreneur, to be a mom, to be all the things that you are being. It's just your lessons are tenfold and plentiful and I love hearing you talk and I'm so happy that we've had this time together today. I want to make sure that before we wrap up that we are making sure we share uh, first of all, anything that you want to say before we end our time together, if there's anything that you want to speak to, anything you want to publicize, or anything that you want to say that I haven't said yet, that we haven't spoke to, your book, anything in particular? Um, I think you've covered it all. I'm just having okay. fun chatting with you. <laughs> awesome. Okay, great. So here's what will happen. I want to be able to give people some access to you. So obviously, there's a website and Facebook and Twitter. Twitter is Kathy Santo, one word, K-A-T-H-Y-S-A-N-T-O. Facebook, Kathy Santo Dog Training, and then a website is kathysantodogtraining.com. So those are obvious places to reach you. Are you, you know, you're busy and you've got a lot going on, but I've had it in the past. I've had the experience that people have wanted to reach out to people that they don't know. Are you open to, and if you're not, listen, that's okay too. It's about where you are. Are you open to sending you an email and saying, hey, I really got something from that and I'd like to ask you a follow-up question? I totally am. I just um, had somebody email me from Saudi Arabia. I don't know how he found me, but he wanted to know how to make his dog stop barking. So I initially, I was like, oh, I didn't know he was in Saudi Arabia. I'm like, oh, you know, well, we can have a private lesson or you can come to a class. How do you want to do this? And he was like, well, I'm in Saudi Arabia. And I'm like, oh, Okay. Like, so well, then that's probably not going to work, is it? <laughs> we might need to come up with something different. How about Skype? All right. So, exactly. so <laughs> then they can just email you. Is your email Kathy at KathySantoDogTraining.com? Yes. No, actually, send it right to me. It's KathySanto at MacMAC.com. All right. So it's KathySanto at Mac.com. That's my personal email. And you see, what would somebody else tell you? Like if you had like an agent in your life or like a business guy, they would go, never give out your personal email. Why not? That's one of my emails. And I think everybody should contact me in a way that I can get to right away. So yes, use my personal email. Breaking rules all over. You are awesome. I mean, you are (laughs) awesome. Thank you so much for spending the time with us today, with me today, with listeners today, being a part of this startup podcast that I feel so proud of and so excited about. And I feel like the stuff that we just talked about are such fundamental importance to this industry and to helping people reach their dreams and help to empower people to be what they want to be and who they want to be as it relates to their pets or pets in the industry in general. Kathy, thank you. I am honored for your time and uh, honored by your time. I'm honored that you gave me your time. And I and I think it's such an amazing thing that you're doing with this podcast. I mean, I don't know if this was around a while ago. I think it can motivate people to just believe in themselves. Stop listening to everybody else. Just put earplugs in. And if it feels good and you have an idea, just go for it. Don't listen to everybody. Block them out. And then you'll just be happy all the time. I have nothing else to add. This is Jamie Migdahl. You heard Kathy. Listen to that and follow your dreams. And remember, purpose trumps task. Who does that sound like, huh? Who said that? You did, Kathy. You did. You did. I love it. I wrote it down. It was brilliant. Thank you so much. This is Jamie Migdahl. You've just listened to episode three of Pets Mean Business. We'll see you next time. Let's Talk Pets. Every week on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com.